Well, hey, welcome to the gifts of Christmas. And, and here's our theme verse throughout this, this series. It's found in 2 Corinthians 9.15. And it says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. We love giving gifts at Christmas time, don't we? I mean, I know, I know I do. And the reason we give gifts at Christmas is because God's already given us the, this incredible gift. It's a matter of, it's an indescribable gift that's found in, in Jesus. And, and I don't know if you think of Jesus in that, that manner, but over 40 times in the New Testament, Jesus is referred to as a gift. In James 1.17, uh, James reminds us that, that everything good in your life right now, everything that's good in your life right now is a gift. It's a gift from God. God is the great gift giver. And one of the gifts that I, I hope, and matter of fact, I've been praying for you this week. I, I pray you unwrap this gift this Christmas, and that is the gift of peace. Uh, Christmas time is, is characterized by a whole lot of things, uh, but I don't know if it, if your season right now is, is characterized by peace. Uh, I came across a few memes this week that, that perhaps maybe frame up the way we're feeling right now a little, little bit better. Here, here's one. I don't know if you put up Christmas lights this year, but, but here's Griswold, uh, letting us know, like, ain't nobody got time for that. The, the Christmas lights all tied up in knots, uh, always a challenge this time of year. Here's another one. If you have kids or are a pet in the home, uh, these Christmas trees actually become a safety hazard. This dog, I'm glad, I'm glad you're back. The tree fainted. Um, shopping becomes stressful, especially if you're an online shopper, like whenever you get the email and Amazon let you know it's been delayed, like <laughs> we freak out, right? Um, Christmas Eve is, is characterized by a lot of things for a lot of people, but, but perhaps this captures it pretty well. Uh, the true meaning of the day before Christmas, housework, wrapping, cooking, stress. <laughs> How many of you can relate to that cat? Uh, here's one more. Uh, it's uh, some of our favorite movies. Uh, how many of you feel like this? Like <laughs> you're just going through life. You're like, you're able to maintain it, but then like the lamp breaks and you break in that moment too. I'm not stressed, you're stressed. And then to top it off, you have some people around you like Buddy the Elf who are just super cheerful, over the top. They love warm hugs and... And that makes us stress out all the more because we want to be in that, we want to be in that space too. But for most of us, Christmas is a lot of things, but peace, peace isn't one of them. In fact, let me just ask you this. When's the last time you met someone who self-identified their current state as peaceful? Like when were you talking to someone at the grocery store, a barista behind the counter, and, and you're like, hey, how you doing today? And they just said, you know what? <laughs> I just have an overwhelming sense of peace in my life right now. Like, I, I, matter of fact, if they did that, you'd probably think that person's a little strange, right? Because it's so abnormal. When we, when we ask people how they're doing, we expect a few different responses. We expect fine and then move on. We expect them to say, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. That's the typical, I'm, I got so much, I got so much, I'm just, I'm busy. Uh, how, how are you doing? Well, I'm I'm tired. I've been, you know, up late doing this project, that project. I, not very many people self-identify, especially this time of year, as, as being peaceful. But all that could change for you today. In fact, that's the message that was given that first Christmas. 
One of the gifts that Jesus brings to every believer is the gift of peace. And I hope you open it. I hope you experience it, not only this Christmas, but every day of your life. Here's a message from an angel, actually, at the birth of Jesus. It's found in Luke chapter 2, verses 13 through 14. And it reads this. It says, suddenly a company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel. They're praising God and they're singing, they're singing this song. And here's the message. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rest. Now notice with me, it doesn't say, it doesn't say peace on earth. Uh, we often think this time of year, like, like the peace on earth, but like it, Jesus didn't come to, to, to bring peace on earth. Matter of fact, the only time that peace on earth is used in the New Testament, it's, it's in Matthew chapter, chapter 10, where Jesus says, I have not come to bring peace peace on earth. But here's what the promise of Christmas is, that while, while there's chaos on earth, while there's, there, there's confusion on earth, while the, 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 the earth is actually very broken and, and a lot of pain takes place on earth, but in the midst of all of that, there can be peace to men, peace for you, peace, peace in, your, in your soul, peace, peace for women watching this today, peace on earth to men on whom his favor rests. It's a great promise to hold on to. In the midst of life's chaos, the Bible promises that you can experience peace. And I hope you take hold of it because it's a gift that God desires to give you. Jesus said this in John 14, 27. He says, I'm leaving you with a gift. And here's the gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give, it's not fragile like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled. Do not be afraid. Matter of fact, uh, God's hope for you is that we would experience his peace and then we'd be peace, peacemakers. Jesus said this, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called sons of God. You know, there's a lot of Old Testament prophecies that, that pointed to this Messiah, that pointed to this long-awaited deliverer that, that we believe is Jesus. There are over 300 Old Testament prophecies about this coming Messiah, and Jesus fulfills every single one of them. It, it's really miraculous. It's probably one of the greatest arguments for Jesus being the Messiah than any other. Like, he has fulfilled over 300 of these, all of them perfectly Isaiah mentions one of them. Over 700 years prior to the birth of Jesus, Isaiah would say these words describing this coming Messiah. In Isaiah 9, verse 6, it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Now help me read these red words real quick. He'll be called the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Peace. The interesting in the Hebrew, there there are just two words here: uh, Prince of Peace. It's it's the word Shar S A R Shalom, and so so Shar means means this. Like actually, the the word Prince is kind of an unfortunate translation of this word Shar because Shar it carries much more than like royalty. It carries much more weight than that. And uh, it's the one who's in charge. It means like, like the Lord, like he's the chief, he's the general, he's the commander, like he is, he's the shar. And unfortunately, if you're, if you're like me in kind of our Western culture, whenever I think of a prince, I think of like 
some milky skin English boy who's like going to sweep Cinderella off of, off of her feet. But, but that's, not, that's not who we're talking about here. He's, he's the commander. He, he's the general. He, he's the Lord. Uh, matter of fact, this word shar, Romans would, would adopt this word and, and come up with a, a new phrase, czar, C-Z-A-R. And that, that phrase over time evolved into to, to Caesar, the one who's the commander, the one who's the, the dictator, the tyrant, the, the chief overall. And Jesus, he is the shar, the one in charge, the Lord, the chief of peace, of shalom. And shalom is this. It's much more than just a, a feeling. Shalom involves, it encompasses this, this idea of rest, of tranquility, of wholeness, of completeness, of of contentment. He is the Lord of, of all those things. So when we put those two words together, a better understanding for us this Christmas would be that Jesus is the Lord of rest. He's the general of tranquility. He is the chief of contentment. If you want peace, if you want rest, if you desire tranquility in your life, it is found in the Shar Shalom. He is the Lord, the Prince of peace. And here's another truth that I just, I hope we get, I, I, I hope you grasp this one, that, that he is the ultimate authority on peace, but he is also the embodiment of peace. Like peace is not just a, a gift wrapped pretty that he wants to give you. No, no, he is it. Like he is peace. It's not just a gift he gives. Jesus is is peace. And so when the authors, they, they try to describe a real place called hell, they describe a place where there is no peace. There is no rest. There is no tranquility. There is no, there is no contentment. There's zero peace. The opposite of that is heaven, where there's full contentment. There is plenty of rest. Like there, we, we are fully satisfied. Why? Because, because the Shar Shalom reigns there. The, the peace of God is there. But check this out. Peace is not just for you to experience for all of eternity as a follower of Jesus. God desires for you to unwrap the gift of peace today. So you don't need to, I don't need to give you a big message on, on peace. Really what my hope is over these next few minutes is to give you a message to bring you face to face with peace itself, that you would encounter Jesus in a fresh way and you would experience his peace this Christmas. Uh, one, one writer of scripture in Ephesians uh, chapter two, he, he put it, put it this way. We're going to skip down here to this bottom one that highlighting that Jesus is, is our peace. He says, but, but now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far away have been brought near. How? Through the blood of Christ for he himself, Jesus is our, he's our peace. If you want peace in your life today, you need a fresh encounter with Jesus. But, but the opposite is also true. And here's our big idea for today. You cannot have peace apart from Jesus. Listen, uh, we do a lot of things to try to, try to get peace in our life. Sometimes we, we look to all the wrong things. We, we pursue peace in a bottle. We pursue peace in some pills. We pursue peace in binging on Netflix. We pursue peace in, in treaties and all kinds of things for, for nations. And, and, and it's just never worked. Peace is found ultimately in, in Jesus. And the good news is that 
that Jesus came to bring peace on earth for all mankind. Peace is available to you today. So, so what is peace? That's a good question. What, what is peace? Like if I were to ask you, give me a working definition of peace. What would you, what might you say? I asked a few people that recently and, and some of them said, well, it's a, it's a feeling that everything's going to be okay. Uh, I asked my kids uh, over a meal, uh, what, what do you guys think peace is? And uh, our 11-year-old uh, chimed up and, and he said, yeah, I know what, what peace is. Peace is those little green vegetables that sometimes we have at dinner. I'm like, no, those are peas, uh, not peace. We're talking peace. Uh, what, what's peace? And um, uh, they basically, after a lot of conversation, uh, landed on uh, an absence of conflict. Like whenever there's not wars, whenever there's not fighting, whenever there's not arguing, uh, there's there's peace. And I agree to that with that to, to a some degree, but, but I, I would just argue and make a state a case for peace, not being the absence of something, but rather peace being the presence of something. I believe that that peace isn't the absence of something, but better yet, it's the presence of someone. And the gift of Christmas is that Jesus is our peace, peace on earth, to men on whom his favor rests. He is the Shar Shalom. He's the Lord, the general, the commander of peace. He's the great peace giver, and he himself is our peace. And peace really is, is one of the amazing side effects of taking hold of this incredible gift at Christmas. Whenever you get Jesus, there's a whole lot of side effects. Uh, but one of the best side effects of getting Jesus is you get you get peace, but you also get love. You get joy. You get peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I mean, who doesn't want that in your life? But we unwrap this incredible gift of Jesus. We get peace. So I just want to give you quickly three, three uh, keys to unwrapping this gift of peace this Christmas. Uh, here's the first one. It's, it's get under the lordship of Jesus. And I wrestled with this one. I tried to wordsmith this one to make it uh, sound a little bit better, but... This is the best way, the most, most condensed way, I should say, that I came up with the phrase it. If I could boil it all down, so much of us, so many of us, I should say, don't, don't experience peace because we're choosing to, to not come under the lordship of Jesus. And I, I get it, like this is kind of a strong, strong teaching. It's strong towards me too. I would say this in preparation for this message. I, I got convicted in a couple areas of my life where I'm like, now I need to bring that back under the lordship of Jesus. And I hope, I hope that takes place for us today, that some areas that maybe are out of bounds, we just bring it back under the lordship of Jesus and you'll experience peace in that area of your life. Here's what Acts uh, chapter 10, verse 36, it, it tells us, he says, says, you know, the message God sent to the people of Israel. Like here's a uh, broad stroke, overarching umbrella of the message God sent to his people, telling them the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of all. Like he is the Shah, like he is the commander. He is the Lord of all. And, and someone who has come under the lordship of Jesus understands that Jesus is the commander of their life. 
They, they put him in his rightful place where he needs to be on the throne of their heart, that he's calling the shots. Their relationship with God is not just a Sunday kind of relationship. It's a 24-7, 365 kind of relationship. He's, he's the Lord. My finances reflect that I'm under the Lordship of Jesus. My calendar reflects I'm under the, the banner, the Lordship of Jesus. The words I speak reflect that I'm under the banner, the Lordship of Jesus. My work ethic is under the Lordship of Jesus. My compassion for those who look differently than me, think differently than me, act differently than me, reflect that I'm under the Lord, I'm under his authority and I'm, I'm, I'm conducting my behavior, my affairs in a way that he would want me to. When we're under the lordship of Jesus, we, we have his, his covering and that's the beautiful thing about it. And under his covering, we experience peace. I almost worded this point, uh, come under the, get under the covering of Jesus, but, but we can't get under the covering of Jesus unless we're under the the lordship of Jesus. And here's what I know to be true for many people. We all want Jesus to be like our savior. We want Jesus to be our rescuer. We want to be under the covering of Jesus. We know him as Lord. Our, we can articulate that with our words. We understand it cognitively in our minds, but sometimes we don't position ourselves, our lifestyles under his authority, under the lordship of Jesus. And I think God knew that. You know, 36 times in the Bible, Jesus is called, God's called the Savior. But check this out. He's called the Lord, the commander, the ruler, 7,800 times. I think he, I think he wants us to get this, get this message that he is, he is the Lord. And therefore we should come under his authority. Uh, my, my son and I on October 24th had an opportunity to go to our very first NFL football game together. And it was, it was to see the, the 49ers, right? Ba faithful to the Bay, baby. Uh, and, and here's the beautiful thing. It was, there's so many highlights of this day. Here, the only downside was the, the 49ers lost and it poured rain the whole time. Uh, as a matter of fact, I got a picture here to show you. Here we are walking in the stadium, faithful to the Bay. And check out how hard it was raining. <laughs> need all night all night and uh you can see uh my son here he is he's loving life right there in that moment uh matter of fact though he, he didn't complain at all but we had a, we had a great time but it, it, talking about this made me think about that moment because uh, when we were walking in matter of fact this picture was taken on a bridge uh going into the stadium and it was starting to rain a little bit but we're we had covering but whenever we got to our seats our seats were fully exposed to terrain and like it was just pouring down and for a lot of a lot of Christians I think we got one more picture here to show you this is how a lot of people feel this time of year where God's talking about peace but we're like it's raining really hard you know like like we're, we're I know you've promised me an abundant life I know that but this is my experience and I think for for, for many of us maybe listening to this your experience is like ours at the football game. We could have gone under the awning. We could have gone, we could have gotten shelter if we chose to. And we could have been protected from the elements that were raining down. We could have had covering. But we chose to sit in our seats. And therefore, choosing to sit in our seats, we chose to sit in the rain. And for many of us, we don't want to come under the lordship of Jesus and get covering. 
We want to do things our own way. We want to be closer to the field. We want to to live life on our own terms. And God's such a gentleman, he'll let you do that. But you just need to know you're going to experience a whole lot more rain that way. You're going to experience a whole lot more pain. You're not going to experience the peace that passes all understanding. You're not going to experience the abundant life God has for you. Listen, you can live life on your own terms and I'll love you. I'm so thankful you're a part of this church. But my hope for you, my hope for me this Christmas is that all of us would say, you know what? God, you're smarter than me. God, you, you knit me together in my mom's womb. Like, God, God you, you knew me before I was born. I'm just going to, you, you created the cosmos with billions of stars. God, you, you, you created the fish and like giraffes and hippos. You're funny. Like, you got a creative imagination. You know so much more than I could ever comprehend. And I'm just going to not only know you cognitively and articulate you as, as Lord and commander, CEO of the universe, I'm going to come under your covering. And when you do, here's what you need to know. You can experience peace. You, you, you can get out of the rain. You, you don't have to keep living in a miserable state of life because your heavenly father has more for you. But perhaps his promise is still true. He does have abundant life for you. He does desire for you to experience peace. But maybe we've just stepped out from his covering. So today I'm just inviting you to come back under. Come back under the umbrella of his loving care and compassion. I I love this passage in Psalm 91. He talks about his experience as he's he's come under. He's made God his his Lord. He's come under the lordship of God. Of God, And he says, here's what I've experienced. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I'll say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And he goes on to say, under his banner, under this covering, under his shelter, I'm not afraid of disease. I'm not afraid of of deadly pestilence. I'm not afraid when, when people attack me and insult me. He says, a thousand people might fall by my side, but I'll stand firm. Why? Because he has, he has shelter. Listen, in life, whenever you come under the lordship of Jesus, it doesn't mean that, that the rain's not going to fall. It just means you'll have covering in the midst of it. And it, it might hit the, the roof, but it won't penetrate your heart. You can still lie, live life from, from a posture of peace, of joy, contentment, courage. I think for... Perhaps some watching this, I, I was, man, I've been praying for you. And this is a, it's kind of a tough, tough topic to deliver, but I feel like it's a word for some of you. And I was, as I was praying through this, I thought maybe some of you watching this are chasing some things that should actually be chasing you. Maybe you're chasing peace whenever God desires for peace to start chasing you. Maybe you've been chasing love when God desires for love to be chasing you. When you, when you make God your, your Lord, you come under his lordship, good things start chasing you. I, I love this psalm in Psalm 23. It's probably one of my favorites. Some of you, maybe you've, you've heard it, perhaps at a memorial or at some point uh, other in your life. It's a, it's a popular psalm, Psalm 23. Uh, the psalm of David, he, he starts out this way. He says, he says the Lord, he, he's my shepherd. And if he's my shepherd, I got all I need. He says, he, he makes me lie down in green meadows. He leads me besides peaceful waters. He restores my soul. 
He guides me in, in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And even though I walk through dark seasons, even though it's raining, I still have covering. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. I got you. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Now check this out. He says, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. He says, some things are going to start chasing me. Goodness is going to start chasing me. Love's going to be chasing me. Peace will start chasing me. Patience will start chasing me. Joy will start wanting to jump on me. Like, like good things will start chasing you when you start chasing God. Here's my plea. Chase Jesus and the things you've been designed will start chasing you. Come under his, his, his banner. Come under his umbrella. Come under his, his lordship. And watch how he works in your life this Christmas. Maybe this Christmas it's time to start chasing Jesus and start experiencing the gifts that he desires for you to unwrap this Christmas. Second thing when it comes to experiencing peace is that Jesus, bringing Jesus into every situation. Let's be people who bring Jesus into every every situation. So many people can tend to compartmentalize their life. They have like family life and friendships and work life and, and spiritual life. And, and I would just submit to you, man, you'll experience God's peace when all that life just becomes life. There's no compartments, but, but the overshadowing component of that is, is my relationship with Jesus. I'm going to bring Jesus into all those areas of, of my life. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says this, Now may the, the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at, at, at all times, like not just on Sunday, not just in certain seasons, at all times, in every situation. If you have a Bible, right, underline these words, the Lord be with you all. May, may, may God be with you in every situation. May he be with you. May you take him with you when you go to that Christmas party. May you take him with you when you go visit those family members. May you take him with you when you head in the office. May you take him with you to that Zoom meeting. May you take him with you everywhere you go. Uh, one thing we talk about here at Central as a staff is that, that we have a choice really in life. Uh, we can be thermostats or we can be thermometers. We've got, we got a picture here to show you. We, we can be thermostats. And thermostats actually set the temperature of the room. They set the climate. Thermometers, on the other hand, they, they just take the temperature of the room. And in life, there are people who are thermostats and there are people who are thermometers. And my invitation, my challenge to you is be people who take Jesus into every situation and change the temperature of the room. Whenever you, you walk into the room, may, may the climate of peace change. May the climate of love, of joy, of gratitude shift. Whenever there's conflict, and man, we're not lacking in that these days. May we not just take the temperature. May we not just succumb to, to what everyone else is saying, but may we, we set a new standard and say, now I'm going to bring Jesus into that situation. I'm going to set the temperature at a new level. I love what Dallas Willard said. Uh, when it comes to discipleship, this is probably one of my favorite quotes. Dallas Willard said, discipleship is the process of becoming who Jesus would be if he were you. If Jesus were you, discipleship is aligning our life to behaving like he would if he were in that situation. It, it, discipleship is the process of becoming who Jesus would be if he were 
you. So in other words, uh, after this online church experience, you're going to probably talk to some people. The question to ask yourself is, if Jesus was talking to this person, what might he want to say to them? If Jesus was at this Christmas gathering, how would he carry himself? Who would he talk to? What might he say? How would he behave? What gift might he bring? And whatever your answer to that question is, I just challenge you to have, have the love, the courage, and the compassion to do that. Behave that way. Bring Jesus to every situation with this filter that says, Jesus, if you were married to my spouse, how would you want me to love her this Christmas? Jesus, if you had my kids, how would you want to father them? Jesus, if you had my family, what would you want to say to them? And then have the, the courage, the love, and compassion to conduct your behavior in that way. I guarantee it if you do, you'll set the temperature in a way that brings peace to your heart, but also peace to those around you. Not only will you experience peace, you'll be carriers of his peace. I think a big component to that is, is this. It's found in Philippians 4, 8 through 9. And, and Paul, he, he's closing with this. And I can't wait to jump back into our Philippians study in the new year. But here's a little, little, little foreshadowing, a little taste of that. He says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, if it's lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or worthy of praise, here's the key. Think about those things. Let your mind rest on those things. Marinate on those things. Chew on those things. Whatever, he goes, whatever you've heard, you've received from me, do it. Put it into practice. And if you think about those things and you, you come under the lordship of Jesus and your behavior follows what you've learned, check it out. The God of peace, he'll be with you. And that leads us to our final point. And that's to keep your mind on Jesus. Just keep your mind fixed on, on Jesus. I, I love this passage in Isaiah 26, 3. It says, it says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. I love the New, new Living Translation, who, whose thoughts are fixed. I'm fixing my thoughts on you. And as a result, perfect peace will be your reality this Christmas. What a gift. Uh, one thing that I find interesting is that right in the center of your Bible, uh, there are actually uh, 23,145 verses in, in the Old Testament. There are 7,957 verses in the New Testament for a grand total of 31,102 verses in your Bible. You probably didn't know that and you probably don't need to know that. But, but right in the middle of all that is this psalm that the dead center of your, your Bible is Psalm 103, verses 1 through 2. And it says this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and check it out. Don't forget, don't forget the gifts he's given you. Don't forget how faithful he's been. Don't forget the times he bailed you out when no one else was around. Don't forget how he, he was present with you when you were all by yourself. Don't forget how he was with you in the struggle. Don't forget how he, he blessed you in that season on the mountaintop. Don't forget. Don't forget all of his benefits. I wonder if between now until Christmas, if we all just set our alarms at 1225, Christmas, 1225, and we just took 10 minutes each day from now till then to put this into practice, to be people who don't forget 
Don't forget all of his benefits. Don't forget the gifts that he has already given you. According to the Bible, he's already given you an indescribable gift if you've experienced the gift of Jesus. Let your mind rest on him. In closing, God has some gifts for you this Christmas and he desires for you to unwrap them. And one of those is the gift of peace. And I would just say the keys to unwrapping that that gift, to experiencing the gift of peace this Christmas is one, come under the lordship of Jesus. Come under his banner and experience, experience the good things that he desires to be chasing, chasing after you. I encourage you, man, bring Jesus into every situation. Ask yourself those questions like Dallas Willard phrase, if, if Jesus was talking to that person, what would he say? If Jesus were, were to interact with this person, if Jesus were, Jesus were to post on social media, what would he want to share? Or maybe not share at all. Ask yourself that question. And then third, keep your mind fixed on Jesus. He is the ultimate gift. And when you experience Jesus, you'll experience peace. Let me pray for you. Well, God, we thank you so much for your indescribable gift. We thank you, Jesus, for the gift of peace. And I pray, God, that that we'd experience your peace in this season. It's a gift you want to give us. So God, will we take the action steps to unwrap that gift and know you in a deeper way? God, for people who've been chasing good things, God, as they come under your lordship, as they come under your banner, I pray, God, they would experience those things chasing after them this week. And may we remember all the good things you've done for us. In Jesus' name. Well, hey, maybe you're, you're watching this online experience and maybe you haven't, you haven't actually encountered the, this indescribable gift that the Bible talks about at Christmas time. That's the gift of, of Jesus. And really, Jesus came, lived a perfect life, died a brutal death. Why? To bring peace to you in your relationship with God so you can know God and you can experience his presence in your life on a daily basis. If you want to begin a journey with Jesus, I invite you to, to begin by, by praying with me and just talking to God and committing your life to him. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, like he, you're come under his banner, you're going to make him the, the Lord of your life. You're going to let him call the shots from now on. And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. That can be the incredible gift you experience today. And if that's you, be my joy to pray for you. So would you pray with me? And for people that have already embraced Jesus, pray for those people who are taking that step. God, we, we thank you for the gift of Jesus. And God, I pray, Lord, that, uh, that, that you would rescue people right now in this moment. That God, we believe that you died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins. God, we believe that it didn't just end on a cross, but you rose again. And God, because you're alive, I'm asking to come alive in, in our hearts and our minds today and give, give everyone reaching out to you today the gift of eternal life as they surrender their life to you and come under your banner, your lordship, and do life on your terms. God, I thank you for, for rescuing people this Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. 
well, hey, if you, you desire to embark on that journey with Jesus and, and come under his lordship, get, give your life to him and, and experience the salvation that he desires to give you, I, I just love to connect with you. Uh, you could text me at 408-944-5402. I, I see all these text messages that come in and I, I respond to as many of them as I can. And, and I would just love to connect with you in that way. Uh, or you can email us at info at centralsj.org. But once you know, man, we're celebrating with you. We're super pumped uh, for you to be on this journey with Jesus. Now, as we, we head back into a time of, of worship, I just, I just want to close with a blessing. I thought maybe today, perhaps some of you feel like God is far off. You haven't sensed his presence in a while. And I would just say this. If you feel like, like you don't know where to find God, I just encourage you to lift your voice as we sing this next song. And I guarantee God's going to find you. And when you do, he'll bring his peace. And so I invite you just to, we're not going to study this passage. We're not going to I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, but I want to just use it, say it over you as a benediction, really to, to give a blessing to you and to uh, invite you at this moment to open up your hands wherever you are, like you're about to receive a gift. And I'm going to, I'm going to read this as a blessing over, over our church today. And it says this, may, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you would overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God, may you do that for your people today, I pray. In Jesus' name, Merry Christmas.